You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hello, loyal listeners and fans of this uh, ridiculous podcast that my counterpart Mike Weeby and myself do. This is Zach Blair coming at you at the top um, to basically say sorry that things have been a little sporadic with the way we've been getting the podcast out. Uh, Mike, uh, of course, had gotten one out uh, a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago. That was great. Mike put it all together himself. I had no part in it except the intro, and so I'm doing this intro here. And what you're going to hear on this one, this is one from the vaults. I wish I had like a big reverb kind of thing right there. Uh, this when we did last year, we were just this lot. This podcast was sort of an idea, and we were calling it the "Back on My Bullshit" podcast. So you're going to hear us say that quite a lot. Um, it was recorded last year before the election. It was recorded last year before uh, vaccines. Uh, it was it was a very different time in the world, but it's it came out really good, and we've just been sort of sitting on it as like a rainy day episode or in case of fire break break glass and so that's what we're doing here um we're trying to get these out uh on a normal basis but like i said i've been on tour and it's just been really hard juggling the schedules usually when we're together we just make you know let's let's do it on this day and we do so uh thank you for being patient we love all of you we're so happy you listen to this dumb thing we do and listen to us talk shit to each other um so we'll try to do better thank you i uh, hope you enjoy this uh, again, there's going to be some outdated references. We refer to it as the Back on My Bullshit podcast. You are not going crazy. Or maybe you are because you're listening to this podcast. Uh, here we go. How's it going? Uh, welcome to the Back of My Bullshit, Back of My BS, B-O-M-B podcast with your beautiful, wonderful hosts, Zach Blair and this guy right here. Say your name. Jerry <laughs> Lee Adkins. That was a good one right off. I mean, I could tell you were thinking about yeah, it Yeah, I'm bit, a little hungover. Not really, but I'm, a, like, I'm hungover from exhaustion. Like, I had, like, just such a busy... Fucking week. My name's Mike Weeby. And, uh... That's Mike Weeby. I did my first stand-up set... Oh, that's good. ...in, uh, eight months at a socially distanced show last night. And I also performed a wedding yesterday. I officiated a wedding. Aren't you a fucking, uh... Uh And I also, uh, did surgery on, uh... On a child. Yeah, you fucking lost. Lost him on the table. What an amazing person! I am. You are. I am fucking great. 
Did you, this time with your stand-up, did you uh, start crying like you usually do when they don't laugh at what you're saying? Uh, I started the set with that. <laughs> Could you imagine? I just started the set with that. Uh, before, I've seen weirder. Oh, I would imagine. Before we start talking too much shit to each other, uh, we this is our new podcast, and thank you guys for joining. Thank yeah. you guys for listening. We're guys from bands you might not have ever heard of. I was in a band called Hackfish. I was in a band called Guar. I was in a band called Only Crime. I am currently in the band Rise Against, and I'm currently in the band with called The Draculas with this guy right here across the table from me. Tell, me, tell them what you do. Uh, my name's Mike, and I'm uh, in a band called Draculas with Zach, and I'm in a band called The Riverboat Gamblers, and uh, some other stuff, too. High Tension Wires, Ghost Knife did stuff, and, uh, you know, I also do other things, too. We're just a couple roustabouts <laughs> who got... Uh, we like to have fun. We have a good time, and we have access to a microphone, and here we are. Uh, just talking BS, and by BS I mean bullshoot. Bullshoot. Bullshirt. Um, bullshirt. Uh, so this podcast is called Back on My Bullshit because every time me and Zach get together, uh, we're supposed to be doing something productive and we fall into just making fun of stuff and <sighs> oh talking about things that we're into. Yeah. And so, and then we're like, hey, we're, looks like we're back on our bullshit, let's get to work. But this podcast is about staying on our bullshit. Which we're trying to do. Which we're trying to do. But we also are both fans of podcasts. We got sick of just the same interview podcast where you ask somebody, some artist or some uh, person of interest about their lives. So we decided to change up the paradigm a bit. And we asked people three things. We're like, uh, what three things are they into? What three things got them started on their path? What three things are getting them through this crazy time that we're all living through right now? And this could be anything. This could be movies. This could be books. This could be uh, records. Religions. Religions. What three religions are you practicing concurrently? Types of genes. Uh, so uh, we, we types we, of genomes. Types of genomes. Uh, what's your three favorite new vaccines? Which I have mine. <laughs> you do. You do. I do. He actually does. I Zach's, do. Zach's more on the tip. Zach knows more about. What's going on with the vaccines than anyone in the uh, in the? In it's the our government, it's probably. our way back, my friend. I think every American, it's their duty to pay attention. I um, think it's every American's duty to please that boot. Woo! <laughs> 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 that goes without saying. That goes without saying. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and this is going to be our first uh, episode here today, and uh, we are uh, like we like to meet you guys, and then I get to, you guys get to know us a little bit. We want to get to know you a little bit, so we're going to go ahead and start. We're going to interview each other real quick um, and I'm gonna fucking start okay you start uh, beauty before age motherfucker <laughs> I'm sad <laughs> anyway uh, so everybody has you been got three things for me I got, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you three here's gonna be thing number one okay thing number one do we want to go back and forth uh, one one fuck or do you, you. Do one two three one two three how about fuck you how about okay, that? okay. How about okay. you go and fuck yourself? Okay. How about that? How about we start things off with a good old-fashioned fist fight? <laughs> fuck you. You bought, One time I remember I was at this redneck. Uh, my friends, had he had this, like, extended, like, redneck family, and uh, we went over to go pick something up from literally, like, from uh, his, like, trailer or whatever, and... Uh, this this little kid I've never met before. Like it's like my buddy Scott's like ex stepdad's cousin, and we had to go. I don't know, do do pick up some some like something for his skateboard. I don't know some some reason we had to go by there. But somewhere we were in there, and all of a sudden this like little 
six-year-old kid just wanders into the room, and we're all like like 18-year-old skateboarders, and just walks up. This tiny little thing just looks up. He's got dirt all over his face, and he just rubs one fist in his hand and just goes, you boys want to go out to the yard for a round of fighting? <laughs> really? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. The kid's in prison now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, this was a perfect example of what our podcast is about. We have a clear objective, and then we go just right off of it. Yeah, for, yeah. For, I mean, and, and that is more interesting than staying on objective, I think. That's being back on our bullshit. Because I'm yes. a, we're, we're anarchists. On yes. Uh, okay, well, we can go back and forth. Let's go back and forth. Okay. I'm going to start uh, uh, with my thing number one, and you can fuck yourself. I've been um, okay. hearing everyone talk about the Netflix show, The Queen's Gambit. Yeah, I've heard it, but I haven't watched it. Well, I fucking... At first, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know anything about chess. Yeah. I'm sure it's fine. I'm not interested in chess. I don't want to, because you know, you can watch the little trailer thing for it. And holy fuck, it's really good. Really, it's more of like somebody that is just sort of a social outcast, and they're obsessed with one thing. Yeah. And it makes them uh, sort of an object of ridicule, uh, glutton for punishment. She gets fucked with in high school. She doesn't fit in. Yeah. She was an orphan, and the janitor shows her how to play chess, and she's just a prodigy. She's just yeah. a phenom. Uh, she's a numbers person. She just can focus in on it. Um, there's a whole other abuse, like a drug abuse issue thing that goes on with it, but um, I identified with it because I was obsessed with something when I was in high school. I was also a fist magnet. I also got fucked with, and I just was so my one. I just gave myself one thing to do. And so uh, she, that's definitely what it's about. Anyway, it's done amazingly and it's acted fantastically. It's Anna Taylor Joy, I believe. She's also been in, uh, she was in Split. She's been in a bunch of stuff. Anyway, she's great in it. All the actors are great she in it. She in the Vivitch. The Vivitch. Vi- oh, she was in the Vivitch. Yeah. I believe, yeah, I guess it was her. Um, I'd have to look that up. No, that was her. You yeah, that was okay. Well, nobody looks. Yeah, the weird fucking that. authority on acting says it's true. So I guess I am. I went to I went to uh, ITT for acting. <laughs> I went into the, I went to the Art Institute. Yeah, for acting. Um, so I watched that, and it's uh, I was I mean I one of the things where you stream it the whole fucking thing, and then you know. Uh, you miss your family and then it's over and you're not in that world anymore I was in the 60s playing chess I want to learn fucking chess now I don't know chess Miss do you want to start playing chess with me Mike? No uh, No I tried uh, back when the RZA like he like in the not early days of the internet but like long time ago days of the internet like RZA had like a chess thing online and I, I played for a little bit but I'm not smart enough. Do you know how to play? I don't know know how how to. I know how to play, but I just end up doing it like checkers. It's it's very. I just I just go. I just go uh, battleship and just knock the whole board over. (laughs) Fuck you. Uh, No, I know how to play, but um, I don't. It's very. I mean, it, the rules aren't particularly you know, complicated, you know but the strategy is very. It can be incredibly complicated. There's another good movie that I will recommend to you about. It's a little bit less about chess, but it's chess is a centerpiece. It's called Fresh. 
Mm. And uh, it stars uh, Samuel L. Jackson. It's about a kid in the inner city. And you know in New York, like, there's all those, like, badass dudes that just play chess in the park. Oh, yeah. Like, that? All the, yeah. like, this is kind of about, like, that, that world. And um, it's this kid who's, like... He's uh, he he's like a fall. He's like I don't know, like twelve years old. And he falls into like drug dealing and stuff. And um, Samuel Jackson is either his dad, his like estranged father, or just like a guy he plays chess with. And he's like a super badass um, who's who will just say like. Bobby Fischer, he's all right, but put him on the clock, I'll whoop that motherfucker's ass. Oh, really? Because, like, that's the difference. I don't know if the movie addresses that, but, like, those guys in the park in New York. It does address that, actually. Okay, like, they're, they're like, it's all about the time. Well, that's the thing. She's, like, the greatest chess player alive, and she plays a guy in speed chess. Yeah. And he kicks her ass, like, three games in a row. And she's yeah. just, what the fuck? He's like, it's speed chess. I've been doing that. It's a different thing. Yeah, it's a different thing. So you know how to play chess. Do you know how to love? <laughs> no, 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 it uh, comes up in therapy quite a bit. Do you, do you know how to love? Um, I'll show you later. Uh, <laughs> after Thank the, you. After the podcast, I'll, I'll give you, you a, I'll give you a crash course. Um, shit, I need to fucking learn it myself. Uh, so that's my, my first thing. There we go. There uh, you fuck go. you. Oh. oh, and if we're playing chess, um, check or whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah. You end, you check is, and then it goes to checkmate. Oh God! The Queen's Gambit. Jesus. Okay. Um. So, what do you got? Do you know that most queens are inbred? Are they really? <laughs> I mean, uh, well, like no, the I royal family. Uh, oh yeah. Well, I tell you what. I have not watched a ton of. Streaming online event only stuff, but right. I did over the weekend. I watched Tom Segura's I've heard about this uh, live stream of Your Mom's House podcast, and oh my god, was it the, okay? So I we had family over last night, and my this I guess is certainly nothing you would ever. Well, that's want what he said. It was like it was like family. my de facto brother in law. They're not married yet, but he was no. like, dude. He goes, the first one was great. This one's like. It's it's gnarly, dude. I I will say, and I'll I'll recommend things to people that I know will kind of like freak them out, or or like you know maybe not bum them out, but that will freak them out. And like it's it's my little kind of joke of like ah, I'm fucking. I would never recommend this to anybody other than like maybe you mm-hmm. and Ian McDougal and a couple other people that I know have really fucked up senses of humor and a yeah. strong stomach. I watched I watched most of it with behind my hands. Oh fuck. It was so gnarly. For was, you to say that. I know. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like it was like so for anybody younger, if uh, people our age when in the video store days, before you could see anything you want on the internet, there was this VHS uh, tape you could rent in rental stores called Faces of Death. And it oh, was just yeah, like yeah. this gnarly, it was just a collection of just gnarly things happening. This is essentially that, but sexual. It, wow. It was all like, I know we're not going to be like censoring ourselves too much, but I don't want to say <laughs> the things that I saw. Holy Just imagine fuck. the worst things going into the most sensitive holes. Okay. Uh, imagine the worst things that can come out of a body okay. being collected and manipulated in ways wow. you don't think they should be. Wow. But it was it was it was hilarious, and it was the most like I would not want to watch that kind of thing. 
you know, not only like not every day, but not honestly, like eh, probably not even once a month. But I watched it, and then uh, my friend Doug Mallard, friend of the podcast, Doug Mallard, was watching on a Zoom uh, next to me. Like I had like the other monitor was facing, and we and most of it was us looking at each other's reactions to like seeing these things for a minute. And it was also super funny. And he and and Segura had on uh, my favorite rapper Danny Brown was oh, on. Yeah. And that yeah. was really that's I, great. I love seeing that dude. Man, I, I think Brown. Tom Segura is probably if not the then definitely one of the top living greatest stand ups, I think. He's like the dude that can like, in my opinion, walk the line of saying you know, kind of I for lack of a better term, like not PC stuff, but it but he makes it funny and everybody sure. likes it and it's not that like weird angry like I don't want to get into other people's names but there's a lot sure. of like even big people who are like are you triggered and it's yeah, like yeah, no yeah. I, I'm not it's just like that wasn't that funny anymore. right you know? right right like, it's I, just I feel like, like Bill, I feel like Bill Burr is able to do that as well yeah. and it's Dave Chappelle I mean actually I think those are probably in my opinion the three greatest stand-ups living right now Dave Chappelle Bill Burr and and Tom Segura. It's weird that Mike Weeby wasn't on that list, but well, you know he's getting there. Um, but but I, as far as pushing the envelope, saying something politically, but also hysterically funny and yeah, naturally. Yeah. And but I think Segura is like less political. I think more you're just like totally fucking right. Being like funny. And and Bill Burr, at least like say, let's take his his sort of opening monologue on SNL. Yeah. You don't think he's political, but the when you sort of revisit what he was saying later it's like it was completely political he yeah. just did it in such a way whereas Dave Chappelle is pretty much overtly political but yeah. he's doing it in this way that's very thought provoking I don't know that's what good stand up is that's what good art is it just makes you think but I think there's that big void now that Louis C.K. loved that yeah. he's just not there anymore for, for you know right reasons and they're these guys are kind of sort of filling that that hole, you know. Yeah, um, yeah it was funny. Yeah, there was I was a lot of hole filling on that podcast. That's that's way. what I heard. I, uh, I it was so, but yeah, back to that not stand up and just like that the things that I saw. It was I felt like afterwards, like I just it wasn't it wasn't like a bad PTSD, but it was like it was a yeah. weird like oh I experienced a you thing you saw I shit didn't you couldn't see. and like the thing is like I'm saying I like that, but I'm not really recommending uh-huh. it. And it was funny because my <laughs> wife, I was like I'm gonna watch this thing with Doug and and uh, Doug Doug's wife. He was like she was like is Flynn watching? He's like I don't know. She might be. She was like oh. Can I watch? She wasn't like, can I watch? She was like, I might come in. I was like, no. Yeah, This yeah. is not. It's not for you. And, and she, you know, sometimes I'll say like, no, you don't want to watch this or you don't want to see this. You wouldn't like this. And she's immediately like, her feathers are a little like ruffled where she's just like, what do you mean I wouldn't? I'm like, yeah. I'm not saying this like because like, it's just I know your tastes. Well, yeah. And this is, and I, and I, dude, I didn't even, I, I just, I just had heard things about yeah. the podcast or about this, this about what he's going to show, and I could not have been more right. Like, <laughs> well, I think our wives are the same, where they they know that they're married to subterranean level, like twelve year old troglodytes. Yeah, like like we still think. I don't just think fart jokes and dick jokes are funny. I think they're the most hysterical things ever done, and 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 I, I applaud that fact in myself. That's something I like about me. Um, anyway. Uh, Okay, well, that's uh, it's funny. I was just talking about that last night. By the way, if anybody can hear this, you probably can't, but we do this podcast in our own studio space, and we it's at a rehearsal facility, and right now there is 
what sounds like four metal bands playing at once. Yeah. So if you can hear that, that's what's happening here in Austin, Texas right now. Um, so that would be both of our thing number one. Do you see how this is rolling now, folks? Do you see? Are, Get you, it. are you grooving with us yet? Do you want to rock with us yet? Thing number two. Okay, so thing number two. Uh, this is another thing that I watched, that I've watched lately, and it leads me to my thing number three. But um, on Amazon Prime, um, Killing Joke, the band Killing Joke, have a documentary. I don't know if it's new or if it just came out. If it was, if it, if it's been out, I would have known about it now because that's absolutely one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, it's called uh, the Death and Resurrection Show, and it's weird if you search Killing Joke, you it just you have to put in the Death and Resurrection Show. And it's like two and a half hours long. And basically, it's a lot about their singer, Jazz Coleman, who is not of this time period. He is either a time traveler from the future or he is a Viking, czar, barbarian, you know, conqueror from ancient times. Like, he is... There is no one like this guy. He's constantly... He's... I mean, I don't know if... Crazy is the word, definitely eccentric, but also a genius. Um, he's a black magic practitioner. Oh, yeah, yeah, like um, Alan Moore. Yeah, yeah, he's he's one of those Aleister Crowley, yeah, like, yeah. you know, to, to start Killing Joke, he did a fire dance, he did rituals, he does rituals for everything, you yeah. know, that, that happens with the band. It's fucking fascinating, but he's constantly, he doesn't stop talking. Yeah. And it's always just, it's almost like he's taking dictation from some celestial being, just comes out of him this, these long diatribes and you know, screeds of, of yeah. it sounds like, like Bible speak and stuff. It's yeah. fucking insane. And you can tell this guy is really eccentric. He's really fucking intense. And it's all, that's like a, a studio segment where he's being just shitty to everybody in there. Cause he's, you know, he's crazy creative. And then he just, he's classically trained a violinist. He started writing Middle Eastern music and conducting orchestras in Morocco. And like, it goes into all of that. Um, it goes into just what a fucking amazing, important band that Killing Joke are. I don't know if ever if ever listen to Killing Joke. I, I mean, I only don't know that much oh about them, other than Nirvana kind of stole that song. They talk about and, that. Uh, Dave Grohl played on one of the records to sort of pay them back, and that record's amazing. It's just called Killing Joke. It was, came out in two thousand three, I believe. Um, their guitar player Jordy uh, G E R D I is one of those unsung heroes that just he's just a riff machine, just con- continuously comes up with. You know, these amazing riffs. He has this very specific sound that he worked on that's all to him. And they're all, everyone in that band is very unique and unto themselves. They're very unique players. That they, There's kind of guys that can only play in the band they're in. Yeah. And I think those are the best kinds of bands uh, instead of just a bunch of session guys. Yeah. Um, but what an important band. And if anybody hasn't seen that documentary, please, even if it's one of those documentaries that, um, if you're not a fan of that band, even if you're not a fan of music, you're gonna like it. Just because yeah. that guy is such an amazing genius and just eccentric person. Um, I've been telling everybody I, I know about it, so it's two and a half hours. So buckle in, but it's it's great. You ever you ever practice black magic? I did before you got here. What this particular uh, podcast? Just make yeah. sure oh, really? for this one episode, just to make sure sweet. it's gonna be sweet. Yeah, well, it's gonna be all right. Hail. 
Uh, do you, for real, you ever know anybody that is into that stuff um, or into that? I know like, I have. I know. Like, that's it's weird that, like, it's a vile. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying it works or, or that it doesn't work, but I do know a couple people that practice, like, they call it, like, chaos magic. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, and they're not even, this person is not, like, a <laughs> particularly, like, flamboyant like, you know, his fingernails aren't too long and he right, doesn't have right. a twirly, like, mustache or anything like that. He, he doesn't wear, like, John Lennon sunglasses. Yeah, not, yeah totally. He doesn't wear a top hat. And um, <laughs> he's just, like, a dude, but, and I don't, you know, like, he says it works. And some of it's, like, just, it's basically, like, the power of Christ. positive thinking. Yeah. But through a hot topic lens well, sort of like well, where it's kind of like it's really like it's it's more just really f- saying to yourself I want this thing to happen and I'm putting it out there in the universe and by its intention I'm sort of uh and you know I don't know if sure. it's so much that like you know like I don't know, drinking your own urine or whatever you have to do in those ceremonies mm. is the thing that's it's not, like, magic, but maybe there's something in the fact that, like, you're just so focused on doing a thing that you're going to do this weird, you know, in my, if I can call it weird, this weird ceremony around yeah. it, that it just kind of gets your mind more focused on, like, yes, I do want to make more money or be more powerful well, or whatever, like, like, have more clout or whatever, whatever it is that you want in your life. It's making you more focused on finding it by, I don't know. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because in the beginning, the the singer, Jazz Coleman, meets their drummer, and they do a ritual to meet the other two members. And they do they meet them within a week. Yeah. And it's the guys that are still yeah. in the band now. I mean, they've had lineup changes, but these guys have come back, and that's how they started killing jokes. So that is there is you know validity to that. And, I mean, look, the Church of Satan— they didn't worship Satan. They were yeah, atheists. Yeah. They didn't believe in God, so they don't believe in Satan. They were beatniks and hippies that yeah. they did that to be shocking. And basically, it was a belief, like you just said, a belief in yourself. Yeah. Uh, that everything sort of ended at your own fingertips and then not put any faith into things outside of your own yeah. control. And it was just, you're right, but putting positive things, it's a very positive yeah. uh, ethos, really. It's just called Satan, so it, you know, it turned away the squares. Yeah, and, yeah, I think that was probably part of it, too, is sure. to, like, turn away this, get, get yeah, the get all the, let's get all the fucking squares out of here. Um, you know, not saying anything about somebody's religion. I um, am. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking Mike. It's meanie. All religions except Nexium are bullshit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that is bananas. If you, I have, crazy I shit. have Keith Rainier's name branded on my thigh. <laughs> From your your bout in that? In no, that. I'd never even met him. I just like I they saw just the, had it on. There. I saw the documentary for Nexium, and I was like. I don't know why these guys are bashing him. I'm super into this. You had you had the opposite. I've honestly even him. never. Yeah, I've never even met anybody in Nexium, but I watched the documentary and I was so into it. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna go get this. I'm gonna go get the brand. So you I've just, got it. I've got the brand right here. It's gotten a little infected, to be honest with you, because I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't very clean with it. But gotcha. you know what? I don't know. I feel like my. I feel like my urine stream is stronger. You can breathe clearer. I'm a, I can breathe clearer. I'm lactating. You grew a beard. I grew a beard. I just trimmed it. Can That's you actually true, folks. Uh, okay, so what's your number two, dipshit? Poo poo. Poo poo man. Poo poo man. Um, well, this is 
So me and Ian from the Riverboat Gamblers have been playing these, I guess it's acoustic shows, but we just get on, it's called stageit.com, and we've been doing these shows, and man, I, you know, you know, but maybe the listeners don't know, I have always, always avoided, whenever possible, doing acoustic music. Uh, I just, I, I think other people doing it, it's fine, I think there's some really great, but I've just always never felt comfortable doing it and I never felt I could do it in a way that would translate to my musical um, the, the the predilections that I have mm. and so but Ian has figured out a way where I mean we're plugging in and making things acoustic it's acoustic guitars but we're running it through like pedals and stuff and I've it's it's just neat to have finally cracked the code on what works for me in doing that kind of music yeah. because it is in a lot of ways it's so much easier to like grab acoustic rather than like load ins at three o'clock you're playing at midnight and there's a sound check and this and that and yeah. that. just it's so it's ridiculously easy to like rehearse and to like practice and it's been and part of it too is like we I mean Dracula's hasn't even rehearsed since yeah. February yeah and I'm missing like and we've me and you have been writing Dracula's music sure. but and and but we haven't like played played right. music and I'm man I know you've got to do some recording and stuff like dude I I just realized how much I've missed playing and oh stuff. Oh my god! Dude. But it is I'm, weird. It's I'm weird for me because it's this new like I know so it's so stupidly dumb because usually you, you kind of get an acoustic guitar first and kind of learn a few sure. chords on this. And I'm after I don't know 30, 25 years of music now coming around yeah. to acoustic guitar and going like, oh man, this is super fun. You guys heard about these things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard about these things that existed for a hundred years before yeah. the other kind. Uh, but I'm really, man, I'm really enjoying the little niche that we've found and, like, trying to, like, learn songs that I probably, songs that I always like, but, like, oh, it does awesome. sound like that. I'm super, super enjoying it. And I've got a bunch of demos I'd like to play for you guys right, right now. now. This song is called Bob Marley Redeem Me Song. Do you remember that that skit, that Mr. Show skit? Where it was like legalized marijuana, they were they were predicting the future. So it like you had to go to the was it marijuana, but you had to go to the pharmacist to get it. But even still, the pharmacist guy made you come back and listen to his demos. While oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Totally. It was just real shitty music. Oh god, that was awesome. That's, um, uh, yeah, but no, you know it's. You, but you do acoustic stuff all the I time. I do, I do. And You're like a guitar you rena- renaissance man, but like, no, so that's why, I mean, I know it's like kind of crazy. Well, no, but but uh, you, you have a lot of different styles and things you can do. So for me, this is like a, even though it's just dumb, and granted, like, Ian is, Ian does all the heavy lifting and he's like figured out how to kind of, sure. we call it Billy Bragg, and we're like, hey, can you Billy Bragg this up a lot? So yeah. it's not just us like doing the chords if it's like a gambler song. But uh, it, to me, it's like a weird. I mean, I knew it existed. I just never fucked with it at all. Well, and I mean, look, that is the genius thing about the whole the nature of punk rock is that you started with like, I'm gonna, I know a bar chord now. I'm gonna yeah. start writing songs, and you became this crazy prolific songwriter, wrote all these amazing songs, and then so you, it's a roundabout way. But I think it's kind of rad that you yeah. that you're just now sort of realizing this sort yeah. of, you know, kind of like a lot of guys are that way. I think, you know. 
Um, I, I would go so far as to say Billy Bragg was probably that way. You know, he had, you know, they were yeah. the first and then realized, oh, these songs work in this yeah. format as well. Um, but there is something liberating about it. There is something like... <clears throat> Especially now, you know, you and I haven't rehearsed because the very nature of this dumb thing that's yeah. going on is that we can't, you know, whatever. Um, but I feel like we will be soon. Uh, so I, I think, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. Um, Did you say Nessie is the mother? Nessie. You're saying that Loch Ness Monster. The Loch Ness Monster the exists. Eight, one, one, you're saying the Loch Ness yes. Monster exists. Yes. Two, that it invented the idea of invention. Yes. I, that's I'm making a predilection. I say it wrong. Uh, no, but uh, and I think you've discovered this this whole me- medium that you're you, yeah. you you kind of taken to. I like it. It's fun, and also like performing on stageit.com is kind of basically essentially it's like a cam girl service. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's kind of like people can like tip you coins or whatever, and we make it so like. We don't charge anything really to watch it. Um, I think the site basically charges you a dollar to watch it, but it's super. I don't know. It's fun. I also want to be a cam cam boy now. You should do the next one with your shirt I saw, off. I saw things that uh, Tom Segura played, so I now know. You, you should do I the now ne- know what people. What I now know what's capable of being shown and done on camera. Yeah, on camera. Well, try your. Sh- Take your shirt off the next time and see uh, how the... Oh, I take my shirt off for all those, those tips. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, just do, like, the Chippendales thing where you have just a uh, bow tie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be good for you. Man, I got a, I got a little bit of working out to do before uh, I take off a shirt. Uh, if, if, you, if anyone's ever seen Mr. Mike Weeby, he's a... Hot he's a, piece of meat dick. He's a hot piece of meat dick. <laughs> I am. You are. Okay, uh, let's go into uh, thing number three. Oh, God damn, it's thing number three. Fucker. Okay, stop yelling at me. Um, you know, I, I am, um, I'm, I'm, I've got to admit, I'm, I'm struggling a bit with my thing three because it was just going to be for me, it was just going to be the band Killing Joe because I've gone down a deep dive ever since I watched that documentary. You know, you watch something and then you're yeah. just like so obsessed with it. Especially us. I mean, I know yeah. other people too, but I think we both kind of do that. Well, that's why they, we, it and works. that's why you've been practicing black magic. And that's why I've been practicing black magic. Eating your own cum. <laughs> I mean, that's magic shit, for real. Do you know, I know that, right? I know, I know. It is. I mean, I know that's gross what I said. But it but, is. And I know that it should have offended you, but you had a twinkle in your eye when I said it. It's like, uh, well, But actually, no, that's like weird. Like, that's a big thing about, like, sex magic. Yeah. That's a real, th- I mean, Aleister Crowley, a lot of his thing was him ingesting fluids. That's the one thing that Tom Segura didn't have on there was an, yeah. a, a magic element to those things. Any of those Probably things that I saw could have been incorporated blood, into uh, a magic. B- blood sugar sex magic? Yeah, that that album is about, that Red Hot Chili Peppers' Blood Sugar Sex Magic is about how Aleister Crowley had diabetes. No fucking way. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Uh, you, you said it so. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, uh, so... You know what? Fuck it. I am going to go with that. So I have Now done, you got to do something new or I've, you're fired. I've done a deep dive. It did make me kind of go into the differences in 
uh, iTunes and Spotify because mm. there, if you do a dive down one band, particularly a band that's been around for a long time, that has tons of records out, yeah. you do sort of find these like, okay, there's that's not on iTunes. It is on Spotify, though, and you know you kind of yeah. go back and forth. But I have done a really deep dive on Killing Joke, and I advise everyone else to to do that. There's the band that's been around for over you know 30 years now, maybe even 40, and going through all these different genres and breakups and all these sort of trials and tribulations and uh, they're still just putting out such great stuff. I know it's not a, I'm, I'm, I am a total fanboy so I don't want to say anything like that but I advise everyone to, to, to check them out. I know that's not so interesting because I just went off on yeah, them on my last counts. one. I don't think I think you, I think uh, you got to come probably, up with I, you, you, you give me your third. Give me your okay. Um, what did I do? Yeah. What did I do so far? I did uh, Segura and I did acoustic guitar mm-hmm. playing. Yes. I am going to say I saw a movie. I gotta look up what year it's from, but there's this movie by this director named Michael Powell, and it's called Peeping Tom. Okay. Have I said this on the podcast? I haven't. No, said you it have not. It's. It is a proto, it's probably the first proto slasher movie. Okay. It's, um... I what need, year was this? I need to give context to the date. I know this is not exciting. I have to edit this for a second. Um, Fucking junior league, boy. Well, we... Fuck. Fucking trying to get people to listen to our goddamn podcast. Mm-hmm. Fucking... 1960. Okay. So, in 1960, this guy, Michael Powell, that had done a whole lot of British cinema, he directs this movie called Peeping Tom. And what it's about is this uh, stuffy, film-obsessed guy in 1970s London is, he's filming, just kind of filming everything on a, on a tiny little, like, 8mm camera, but he also works at a, at a BBC, like, production house where they're making movies, but you find out pretty quickly that he's a killer and he he kills women and while he kills them he films their like last moments before dying jesus but it's 1960 there's i will go so far as to say zero gore in it i don't think i don't even think you see it's like certain a albert hitchcock or something like yeah that. albert hitchcock i'm uh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to keep that. Yes, Albert Hitchcock. Yeah. Yeah, Albert Hitchcock. Yeah, Albert Hitchcock. Albert Hitch. You know, and that's that's you know, he was a fat guy. That's where you got you, fat Albert Hitchcock. You know what? It was Albert Hitch penis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hitch and penis. <laughs> Famous atheist Albert, Albert Hitch, Hitch penis. Hitch penis. Um. So no, but so, man. There's no gore in it. There's, but, and, and they set up, in a backstory, they kind of set up how this kid's father was a, a psychiatrist who, and then they kind of imply that there was maybe some, like, uh, like Nazi-esque ties okay. to this guy. There's a psychologist who filmed his son and, like, and, like, just, like, the kid grew up with, like, every morning, like, his father, like, pumping in, like, ah! screaming music and throwing, like, big lizards on him and the kid freaking out Jesus and the dad Christ. filming it. And, um, but it's shot in this very, like, beautiful technicolor way. You know, they use, like, you know, like, where it, that old style of 
shooting on film and then the colors are tweaked so everything pops in this really cool weird way. Everyone is dressed so fucking cool. Like, 1960s, <laughs> yeah. London, everybody, like literally every person, every man in that movie was like, I want to dress just like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's, they're all like running around holding, um, like the, the, the burgeoning technology of that time period is kind of a theme. The fact that he has all these little eight millimeter cameras yeah. that running on film, but it was brand new. There's a and there's a woman in the movie who has this tiny little uh, like about the size of a toaster reel to reel player that just plays music. So she carries around this little thing and she'll like have to open it up and put like a reel tape and she'll yeah. just be like listening to music in like a dressing room and I, I, I it and there's so everything looks so cool wow. and the shots are so it's kind of like the Bond movies from that time too you know there was always like the newest technology like yeah. there, there still is but yeah it's always awesome to watch those the, as well. man it, every shot in this movie is so gorgeous and like the actors and the, the actresses are like, you know, British British people just kind of look different from yeah, American yeah, people, and, and the people, well. and definitely like the, the 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 casting of this movie was probably a bit of a, it probably wasn't a a movie, yeah. and granted, like, and and the budgets that that to this day that the UK has to make a film are are, are significantly smaller than what sure. was in Hollywood and certainly sure. was the case back then. So there's just a different look of everything, the way people look on there. But, man, every, every single shot is is clearly obsessed over in this, in this movie. I love um, that. And it's just kind of this unfolding of, like, it's kind of... I'm sure he's not the first screen... Psychopath. Why? Wow. There's, there's no way, and I, I don't know what movie that would be, but I would definitely posit that this is a, a proto version of what absolutely led way to, really? you know, to what to even like Jason and just what's the let, name of it again? It's called Peeping Tom. Peeping Tom. And he, but the thing is, this movie, which again has no gore, like I, I think that you know some people get killed, but and oftentimes you, you see what's probably going to be their death through the lens of a camera. Right. And it's literally like this, it'll cut to this like black and white looking through a viewfinder of this woman and her eyes go big like, ah! And that's yeah. all you see. I don't even think you see any blood. Oh, like, wow. like after the fact this movie, this movie was banned. Michael Powell was a huge director. This ruined his career. No he shit. Did not, like, things did not go together, but it was banned in the UK forever. It was, it was, it was, it was called Depraved. It was... A movie that um, I'm trying to think of a modern equivalent to a reaction to a film. I would, you know, maybe The Exorcist, yeah, yeah, or yeah. maybe just I'm trying to even think of a modern reaction. Which, the Exorcist to this day is the scariest. Oh, it's very scary. I've it's ever very scary. Seen in my life. But but you know, back then when it came out, you know, all these church groups were like, you cannot let your kids watch this movie or they right. will or literally a devil will come in. This movie absolutely had that reaction back then. Satanic and it was panic. Yeah, I mean it wasn't satanic, but it was just like this is this this watching this movie will degrade yeah. your soul if you watch this. I'm trying to think of a modern equivalent past the exorcist that we got. Can you think of anything that had that kind of reaction? Um, um maybe I feel like I feel like there was a weird buzz around hostile 
the movie yeah, that Eli Roth yeah. that like oh don't don't let your kids see this movie it'll they'll, they'll, they'll ne- they won't ever be the yeah, same yeah there again. was kind of that and then there is every so often one will pop up but now it's like things that people are so desensitized to this I think shit so, you know? so you know it's gotta be really fucked up yeah. to get people to sort of pay that kind of yeah. attention um, but man I can't like you know and some people are I mean I think we're both kind of cinephiles and some people it is a little bit slower than sure. certainly like a modern horror movie or whatever. But and and I'm also while I while I am a cinephile and I watch a lot of like old stuff, I recognize sometimes when something is a great classic piece of cinema, but it's still also kind of fucking slow, yeah. you know. Yeah, and yeah. still kind of like yeah, it's still right, like right. I mean like dude. Like, Gone with the Wind is fucking boring. Yeah. It's gorgeous, but it's fucking boring. Sure. It's not, it's not a fun movie to watch. Yeah. If you're, like, a cinemaphile, you should maybe watch it once, but it's not... But this movie's, like, fucking awesome. Yeah. And, and it's it's just, like... God, I just... I, I really, like... And it's a thing that's been on my radar for for 20 years yeah. and I think I kind of avoided it. it was like oh it's one of those things you're supposed to like because if you like yeah. these things but then you watch it and like man I'm, I'm well, honestly culturally I mean you know back then I'm sure that movie moved very quickly all those movies did to then you know oh, back yeah. then it's just our attention spans where yeah. they are now and what we're used to now yeah. as opposed to that I don't I hadn't even watched a movie that wasn't TikTok <laughs> in quite a while. This is the truth. I mean, that fucking Quibi app failed, yeah. but it was because people's uh, fucking attention spans were, yeah. like, you know, just open something up and it's 10 minutes. Um, yeah. I think it was more just that it was on a phone. You could yeah, only watch it on your phone. I think there's a, And you, d- you couldn't, like, download anything. You yeah. couldn't... Uh, anyway. Um, and... They did not pick up my pilot. And they didn't pick up your pilot. That's the main uh, That's the main. You, you did a fire dance. And, no, I, we pitched something to... Quibi and they didn't want it. No shit? Well, yeah. fuck them then. Yeah. Uh, fuck you, Quibi. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I would imagine, would this movie be available on uh, the Night Flight Plus app? Which, if anyone doesn't know what that is, please Ooh, go out yeah. and get it right fucking now. You should do a co-third thing. You, you, you know what? Yeah, man. I'll let you take your third thing as Night Flight. How about that? I can I can take that. I Let's had do that. I was going to do the music of Brian Eno because I've done a deep dive. There's a, there's a whole special on Night Flight. That's true. That's true. Let's talk about Night Flight. Well, let's talk about Night Flight. But I imagine that movie is on Night Flight. I noticed they added... Yeah, they, I don't know if Peeping Tom... I mean, that's all like a weird rights thing. Oh, okay. I don't know who owns owns that now. It, very well. I mean, it, well, would, it would make sense for it to be on there. Let's, but it's also probably on some high-end like Fandor or right. one of those like kind of like... Well, snooty let's, sites. Let's uh, transition into my third thing, which is the Night Flight Plus. Yes. App. I noticed they added Putney Swope this this week, which is, it's weird. It's a movie that Louis C.K. used to, to talk about all the time, yeah. but then like all, so many modern um, uh, forms of comedy and, and uh, avant-garde movies, uh, Coen Brothers movies, uh, Wes Anderson movies are yeah. sort of based on this weird, obscure sort of cult film called Putney Swope from the late 60s. Doesn't it star Robert Downey Jr.'s dad? It do- Robert Downey Jr.'s dad did it. Oh, he directed yeah, it? Yeah, and I've only seen portions. I haven't seen the whole thing okay, yet. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to, I can't really, you know, talk about it too much, but it, really this more, the focus is more on the Nightfly Plus app. If you're a cinephile, if you're a music person, like we both are, uh, both, um, it 
it's never ending, and they constantly yeah. are adding stuff. And it's only for like your your device, not your phone or anything like that. It's only for like Apple TV yeah. or Roku or something like that. I have to watch it through my computer. But oh, damn. so do you what? Let's talk about Night Flight and where it originated. Did you watch Night Flight as a I kid? Absolutely did. And what was what, your experience? I couldn't. I if I missed it, I bummed out because it wasn't. It was on. I think it was on TNT, the sh- the network, and it was a show. So it would come on at like, but it was it was at, it lasted hours. It came on Saturday nights. Yeah. In my rec, it came on after Saturday Night Live. Yes. On, on, I think probably for you too. And NBC, uh, it came on after. Saturday Night Live, so that would have had to have been around midnight. And it was cable, so you had to have cable to get it. It didn't come on NBC. It came on, like, TNT or something. Or or something. It flipped, like, for a while. Turner Broadcasting or whatever. For a while, it did, because NBC, when I was really young, like, NBC would kind of, like, give away, like, local... The NBC affiliate, you're right. You're right. Channel right, Five yeah, would yeah, like yeah, have yeah. free reign to play five, yeah. whatever, whatever they wanted after like midnight because NBC wasn't like pumping their yeah. actual NBC programming. And they could, rather than doing like infomercials, they yeah, would do totally. So they would do Night Flight, and then and Night would, Flight was, it was at the time it was a curated show, but there wasn't really a host. There was no host that would come out and go like, "Hey, tonight we're yeah, gonna watch an videos by this guy or this and and these people, and then we're gonna have." Sh- but they would just so a lot of times like yeah, there would be a voiceover announcer that would sometimes, and I feel like it wasn't every episode would say, and, "Oh, okay, first of all, so I'm going off." It opens up with an animated look, like a very like '80s retro. Now it would be retro animated look of like. Uh, a shot of flying into an animated version of L.A. at night. Yeah. It was just, like, black and yellow and maybe blue mountains, mm-hmm. like, in the back. It looked like neon almost. And you're, you're flying down in the city. And to this day, anytime I fly into L.A. at night, I think about Night Flight. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And get, like, happy and giddy about it's it. It's so... And what one of the and greatest... the logo looks like Fog Hat or yeah. something. It's Night Flight with its... One of the greatest things about the app is that you can watch full unedited episodes. Yeah. Because like there were always like three hours episodes. And, and they were videos. They would show videos of the day, mostly like metal and punk and new wave. And then they would show just the most, the craziest fringe B-cable Anything that had to do with counterculture yeah. or whatever. So there would be a do- like a Devo documentary, or it would be this B cable access show from New York about uh, the the music scene or the art scene in New York or whatever. It was or like a f- like short film, short animated films by these guys called the Brothers Quay who did all the animation for the Tool videos yeah, later yeah, down yeah. the line. But those guys, like you know, back in the like early early eighties, late seventies, they just made these. You know these films of it's they're claymation little, but it's there's no story and it's the weirdest thing. These like pieces of quivering meat that yeah. kind of like roll and they're disturbing, but nothing happens that's disturbing. There's just like a weirdness it just about makes you it. Feel odd watching. I remember it. one time they they showed a thing and it was just I don't know what it was and and I don't know if every episode's up there. A lot of them are, but like it was just like weird. It was like ambient kind of. I I wouldn't call it chill wave because there was a bit of a weirdness like mm-hmm. a eight like a off tone thing that made you feel uncomfortable and it was just pictures 
of really weird things. Not weird things, but like, like you know, like an old house in black and white. And the house wasn't particularly creepy, but it was kind of creepy yeah. with the music. And then there would just be a weird picture, like cut, like a like somebody had like the that artist that did like the Green Day and the the the, mm-hmm. the Dead Kennedys covers that would like yeah. uh, that would like do decoupage or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. And it's just a picture, and it would just be that. For a half hour and no explanation of why they were playing it and no intro of it, yeah. and it would just kind of like, and we, you know, and it would night flight was something that a lot of times I would watch it, but more it would be the soundtrack and the the background noise to me hanging out or by sure. myself or with friends. On and then Saturday every so night. often they'd show you something mind blowing or yeah. you know like the New Wave Theater or the B Cable yeah, yeah. access show that we've if, if anyone knows anything about our band Dracula's we ripped off uh, very specific performance from New Wave Theater uh, the band called the Suburban Lawns yeah. for our video VHS. But um, so the Night Flight Plus app has just basically it's 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 a one-stop shop for everything Nightflight used to be. Yeah. Every punk, new wave, and metal documentary and rock and roll documentary you can ever imagine, all the B-cable stuff that had anything to do with music from the 80s, yeah. entire episodes of Nightflight, and for cinephiles, horror movies, slasher movies, all the B-cable, yeah. B-movie, sci-fi movies, and they're constantly just updating it every week. I don't know who does it, but I need it. Yeah, they I deserve a fucking Nobel Prize. I think it's probably a really small crew. I think too. you're right. I think it's if, a real kind of DIY. If you're a nerd like you and me are, a cinephile and music nerd, it well, is... I'm cool, but yeah. You're, you're, you're pretty cool. It is absolutely essential. And yeah. as soon as I got it, I remember you told me about it, and as soon as I got it, I was just like, oh, fuck. Because yeah. then it was just like, I'm never going to have time to get into yeah. all this. And so you can favorite, there's a feature where you can favorite all the stuff, and my list is like, yeah, it's like, so much that yeah, years worth of shit that I need to watch. But uh, yours, there's yeah, always the app is like weird in that, <laughs> I put it on my computer and sometimes it lets me cast to a TV in the other room, and sometimes it doesn't. Do, I don't know do why. Do you have an Apple TV? I don't have Apple TV. You need Apple TV, yeah. uh, and that way it's just an app on the yeah. Apple TV, and boom, it's right there. I I have um, I have an Xbox, and okay. I run all my stuff through the Xbox or like on my computer. But and because I have the Xbox, I'm like I don't want another thing. To it's just going to be more yeah. ways to watch the same things. But I should get an Apple TV because I was yeah, playing with one should. the other day, and I was like, this is so they're so handy. amazing. It's amazing. So quick. And then you just, you know, your Netflix, your Hillary, all that stuff is on there. But anyway, uh, Night Flight Plus app, unfucking believable I, I recommend anyone getting it, even if it's, you know, before your time or whatever, and you're a younger person. Yeah. It's still, there's still something really for everyone. If you're yeah. a music fan, a movie fan, um, it's pretty niche, but it's 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 thinking man's niche. Yeah. I guess you could say that. Um, okay. Well, shit. Well, shit. I guess we got we got three things. Uh, once again, hey, thank you everybody uh, yeah. for uh, for for hanging out with us for an hour, listening to us ramble. Two old men. Two. I'm not. I'm old. I'm young. You're, uh, you're old. I'm young. One uh, old man. One young man. Ramble on like they do. I'm a, talk. I'm a TikTok millennial. I'm a TikTok. And Zach's a constipated boomer. <laughs> and here we are together. We're called Shit Turd and the Cum. <laughs> what? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> uh, we're making it work. We're making it happen. We're making ends meet over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but seriously, thank you guys for uh, for joining us. Um, and uh, we hope you keep coming back. We'll be... 
uploading this thing, uh, do new content. We're going to be doing a Patreon eventually. Uh, we are working with the folks at Sound Talent Media and thank them for for uh, believing in us. And uh, yeah, and, and much and more to come. Much more to come. So thanks a lot, you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Dated references, calling it the back of my bullshit podcast. Thanks for sticking around this long. If you did, uh, this is once again Zach signing off. Um, thanks for listening to that. We will try to do better with this podcast. Uh, once again, I am on tour. I'm doing the Rise Against Band. We're on the Nowhere Generation tour. We have the Descendants and the Menzingers. If we're playing near you, which we probably are, please come out and see us. We would really love that. Uh, the Draculas have a whole bunch of things going on. You can look anywhere online and find that out. Uh, punk Rock Bowling. Gamblers are doing Punk Rock Bowling. Mike has his other podcast, the uh, International News Service. Uh, lots and lots of things are happening. So once again, thanks for tuning in, and we will try to get some new content up here soon. Uh, but rest assured, we will be back at it once a week uh, shortly. Goodbye. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.